0: Episode 98, Jungle Brothers Podcast. Uh, it's me, Joey, we've got T and Paul in the house. How you guys doing? What's up? Hi. And we've got our boy, Alan Chan. How are you, man? Hey, hey. Mate, um, you're an old time friend of ours. People from around the gym would know you uh, as the videographer dude, the guy that's always in here with the camera, shooting our open days and our Jiu Jitsu events and that kind of thing.
1: In everybody's face. Yeah. <laughs> Something we touched on
0: before is that um, the our relationship getting to hang out it didn't evolve until we had worked together. F- like, you would come in for those shoot days, and we'd be too busy running the gym and getting everyone hyped up and, and trying to produce what you were shooting that we didn't actually get to catch up all that much.
1: No, that's right. It was pretty professional for a while. It was, uh, you know, because in the one day we we try and um, we try and have a plan, but I guess. The plan always goes out the window and, you know, you just try and record interviews, B-roll, you try and get everything done.
0: You punch through a fuckload of stuff on those days. Man, I want want to get into that a little bit. I want to, um, the theme that pops into my mind when uh, thinking about you and what is interesting about you for folks who would be listening is this this idea of carving your own path. Uh, It's something that we attach to uh, with the Jungle Brothers journey because it's like, We're carving our own path in the fitness industry and we're creating a new thing and we're doing it on our terms. Um, And the way I see it, and you coincidentally have been a gym owner yourself, but now you're not. But I see you doing this in your life with your interests and your career and that sort of thing. So that's what I'd like to sort of dive into a bit. Um, Just a quick thing for folks. Uh, We got our next internship starting on the 8th of April. We just wrapped up our last one a week ago. The guys had a graduation ceremony yesterday, which is us going to the brewery around the corner and drinking a couple of beers. Um, but the next one starts 8th of April. We still have a few spots left. If you are a, a coach or you want to be a coach or you would like to learn from us about the art of coaching and running a business, um, come and get in touch, junglebrothers.com or at Movement on Instagram and we can talk you through the dates. Um, the only other thing to mention is that on the 6th of March, which is really in a few weeks from now, we got the Rise Foundation Australia Walk the Walk which we're gonna be involved in. It's gonna be starting here at the gym and then it's, that's gonna be a 24 hour walk. We are just partaking in the first couple of hours of that, I think walking to Maroubra, is that right? Something like that. I said, I'd do it, are you guys doing it?
2: Uh, yeah, if I'm here, I'm doing
0: it. Yeah. I like that one, if I'm yeah. here, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing
0: it. It's like, like my grandma used to say, I'd say let's go for a walk and she'd say, I can't, I have a bone in my leg. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, okay, grandma. <laughs> i usually say i'll meet you there <laughs> um but anyways uh al thank you for being with us
1: no thank you I, I i've always you wanted to be here. i've always wanted to be on this podcast why is that um you know because i'm actually an avid um podcast listener I'm, i devour like or i used to devour two to three podcasts every day Holy shit. Yeah, like two... You're just an avid learner, though, too. Yeah, You're like... curious, dude. I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, yeah. I'm just... Yeah, I don't... You're take, the
0: epitome of growth mindset, Alan. Yeah,
1: like, I'm I'm naive in that I think I can do anything. Um, and I've been proven wrong many times. But for some reason, um, I still believe that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it's good. I think it's a great <laughs> thing. Like, like I'll tell people, I'm going to go and hunt and I'm going to go and catch my own meat. I'm going to put it in the freezer and they're looking at me like, you're absolutely crazy. And then, you know, after two years, I've done it and I'm still doing it.
0: Well, you were saying that before you even knew how to hunt, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. You're like,
0: I'm going to go out into the bush and I'm going to make this a, a hobby of mine and I'm going to have all the equipment and the vehicle and
1: everything. Yep. Well, I mean, like it was from the podcast. I listen to podcasts and then, you know, people talk about their experiences and um, you just go, you know what, that that just – I just connect with that in every every way you know as a as a male as a um, person that eats meat that loves you know protein meat um loves the outdoors so you know why not and um yeah it's just one probably one of the, the biggest things i've ever done that you know that have opened my eyes to the world where are you from um i was born in hong kong yeah. and then um, parents um, immigrated over to Australia when I was five. Yeah, nice. um, and yeah, so we've been here ever since. Um,
0: both parents are like native from Hong Kong?
1: No, actually, um, dad, they're both Chinese, but yep. dad was um, born in um, Vietnam. Uh, mum was born in China, and then because of the war and um, all that stuff that happened, they were running away from um, the Japanese, uh, we actually ended up um, in Hong Kong. Okay. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. And then they had us, they met in Hong Kong and had us.
0: Did they, um, how long did they live in Hong Kong for, roughly?
1: Um, it would have been, it would have been for a while. I'm not exactly sure, but they were actually, the reason why they came to Australia is because in 97 they were going to hand over um, China back to, sorry, Hong Kong back to China. It was the end of the British colonisation. Mm. Yep. And that was sort of preempting something weird which is actually happening now. Yeah. With China and Hong Kong. Um so they were like thirty years in front sort of thing. Holy shit. Yeah.
0: Because that's why I ask. Hong Kong, like as I've known it, has always been like a like it's always been a really cool cosmopolitan, like fun place. So people cool. talk about it like, you know, it's kind of like this cool east meets west kind of
1: shopping street food yeah nightlife you know you name it but all the stuff that's been happening
0: in the last like well it's been going on for a lot longer but what we've been seeing on the media about like mainland China taking it back I would imagine if you were from Hong Kong or you had some affinity with the place you would but you'd be quite crushed because it's it's changed
1: literally crushed literally like if you had an opinion (laughs) you can't have an opinion anymore you know, and those people that have spoken out in the past, you're getting your shit taken off you. You know, you're getting either locked up, sent away. You know, um, I heard Jackie Chan, he has a 17 million dollar mm-hmm. mansion, not yours anymore, mate. They took they it, took mm. it, and I think no he, way. Yeah, Holy his shit. son spoke up about something, got put in jail for a while. He had to like spend a whole bunch of money getting his son out of jail. Yeah, it's crazy,
0: unbelievable. Yeah,
1: it's like that's. You know, that's the that's the way they work. Over that's there. the Communist Party. That's them. Yeah, man. So kind of props to my parents for getting the hell out of there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's something else. Um, so where did you go once you came to Sydney? What was your – you grew up like a little bit out from here? Yeah, we were out um,
1: southwest, I guess you'd call it. Southwest, um, you know, out near Cabramatta and Fairfield and that. Um, it was – like when when we were out there, it was, we were kind of like first generation um, of that bunch of immigrants. Um, there was a lot of sort of Chinese, Vietnamese um, people that have just come over. I think Bob Hawke had a plan to get us all in there, get us all in the factories and that, which was great for the economy, you know, um, but because all our parents were working All the kids are just running amok, you know. Mm. That's when all the like all those Asian gangs were running around, and you know, all of us we weren't in gangs, but you know, if you weren't if you weren't able to hold your own or you know associate
2: with one, yeah, you have to have some kind of ties.
1: You know, you got to have your own little clique or something like that, where you know, if anything happens, you've got to like learn how to hold your ground.
2: Yeah, that that uh, that suburb was pretty rough. Uh, I remember being with my old boss and our truck broke down close to Cabramatta and um, we were like oh we'll go grab something to eat in in Cabramatta. This is what my boss said and I was like I don't know if I want to go there (laughs) and we ended up jumping on the train going like two stops and we got off the train and as we got off the train this guy just walked straight up to us and goes heroin? (laughs) <laughs> and i was like, what is it? he's like he he want heroin. Said, he would have said,
1: "You're right, mate. Yeah. That's what he would have he said." He actually yeah. said
2: heroin, and I was yeah. like, wow. "What the hell?" And I was like, "Man, that's wow. really blatant." You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. thought I could been yeah. cop or anything, but he, they, they they just didn't. He didn't care. Like it was like whatever. You know, cop and sale. Yeah, or not. No. Yeah. No. yeah. It wasn't even a an it issue. Was, and then cops came to see us, and that like we were walking through the main street, and the cops cops walked past us with dogs. And they were all kind of kitted out, and they're like, "Stopped us," and they're like, "What are you guys doing here?" And we're like, "Oh, a truck broke down," and uh, we're just kind of in the neighbourhood, and they're like, "Yeah, but what are you doing here?" Because <laughs> we were like two <laughs> yeah. white guys, yep. and everywhere much, yeah. the whole place was yeah. just Asian. That's, but everyone,
1: to, everyone uh, goes in via train scores. Oh, it's crazy. That was mm-hmm. crazy. I had the best foe I've up. ever
2: had in my life. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking
1: amazing. You still will it was get this? Like, oh, yeah.
4: This is, it was what great was it? The best foe. Oh, oh yeah yeah, of, you know, yeah yeah. know it's not oh, yes.
1: it's not for phone for phone oh you need yeah. a bit yeah that, yeah, that little <laughs> yeah. oh really that's it's probably for it. fifty-four. uh 54 yeah. yes 54 oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, yes yes that's that's the place that's the spot yeah the best.
0: You might get ganked on the way in, but if you can make it to the, <laughs> the bowl and drink, it's good. But it's not like that yeah. now. It could be the last yeah. meal you We're ever have so do You really just enjoy it. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh no. Now it's it's just this thriving little cultural spot. Yeah. You know? Good food, good produce, seafood. You know, a lot yeah, of people... Yeah, it's real food, foodies
0: space yeah, now, is Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: It's beautiful down there now.
0: We were talking about that at breakfast before, weren't we where like... Because remember I told that story about when I went and stayed at my mate's house in Cabra? Oh, Aussie. You're Aussie, right? Story. What's now up, Aussie? What's up, Aussie? <laughs> and, uh, what's up, Aussie?
3: <laughs> and um,
0: <laughs> shout out to Mikey Olsen if you're listening. Hey, we love still love you, bro. Um, but um, that like... Uh, where the fuck was I going with that? I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, um, we were talking about how at that time, it really was a dangerous place. And you were pointing out that it was like, um, as you just mentioned, it was the, the, the children of first-generation immigrants. But then, and then I was like, well, what's happened to, what's happened to all those gangs now? Like all those gangs that, that were so famous when we were growing up, like Singhua and what did we say well, it was, 5T and 5G. stuff?
1: 18k was it? 14k. 14k, I think. Yep. Like everyone just, yeah, we just 18k. 18, yeah, 18 that's carats because you're more dealing in. Right, that's precious right. metals now. Better than 24 carats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but like those, they like, is it? Um, I was asking, is it that we've grown up and those kind of street level things that happen when you're a teenager are just not on our radar anymore, or is it that those things don't exist? And you were saying, well, it it just changes because. There's now been multiple generations, and they've like those minority populations have kind of grown out of that.
1: Well, you know, like you get Australianized. You come here, and you come from a war-torn country or a country where it's just, it's just like dog eat dog. You know, no one's got the population is so high for, in some of these countries. Everyone looks the same. No one cares about anyone, or they do, but the majority, it's like you know, Life just look is up. Cheap,
2: cheaper. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, um, but you come over here, and it's different. Everyone has time to say hello and, like, you know, let each other in in traffic. It well, still happens.
2: Yeah, life isn't cheap, but it's treated cheaper. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right.
1: And, um, you know, it takes time. It takes, you know, a good 10, 20 years. But once those kids see that and they see that, you know what? If I just work hard, there's opportunities everywhere, you know? There's, mm. There's mm. Well,
2: that's, yeah, it's good, edu- good education, good hospital, good opportunities, and then you, you've got a choice then.
1: Well, I mean, think about this. If you want to go nightclubbing, you can. Yeah. If you want to eat good food, you can. Eat, like in almost every um, uh, uh, cultural um, meal, you know, yeah. Like yeah. every every Absolutely. suburb, really. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know. I know. S- some, of the pl- <laughs> some of the places mm. I work, you can get camel burgers if you're into that, you know, like, you know, in Lukemba and that. You can get camel burgers mm. straight up. Um, but You've had one? No, I haven't. But, uh, look, It'd I've be always, gamey, wouldn't it? Well, it Camels, they stink a bit. Depends on, you know, like, game cooking is another thing. You I don't be?
2: mind, like, gamey meat. Yeah. You know, like a deer or a or boar or something, but the the camel. Well, I think I it's <laughs> something about, it. I mean, something like. Something about the animal. I
1: think you've got to eat a female, not a male. Uh, and um, something that's not too, too much old. Hormo- too much hormones. Yeah, the males are going to be tough, and they'll have that sort of, that chewy, gamey, you know, that's full of testosterone. Need to curry it. And a lot of animals will... Piss on themselves, so you kind of get the scent going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is does that does that change the meat? It would, yeah, yeah, because like um, scent, isn't it? While you're, you know, if you if you get a goat that's sort of in heat and like goats just piss on themselves all the time, as you're cutting it up, that will get onto the meat.
3: Yeah. Ah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah.
1: It's not going to kill you, but it's, it's got, got a flavor. To the flavor. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has an aroma.
0: So what, what was your exposure then to that, that side of, like, that we're talking about, like, that, that street-level stuff gang shit? Was that part of your upbringing?
1: Oh, um, yeah, I've pretty much seen it all. I've, like, you know, uh, I've seen people pretty much smoke heroin after school, overdose. Um, I've seen people fight over – like, I've seen a, a dealer get his head cut off. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, we were at a mate's flat in Cabramatta, and um, there was always screaming – Suddenly, no screaming. Um, looked out the, the veranda and a dude had had his head cut off. Oh, what? It was, it was hanging off, like, just by the strands of the, the... Like, it wasn't completely... So what happened was the junkie wanted the goods and the, the dealer had... Because they normally swallow their gear whenever they... Um, cops or mm-hmm. whatever happens, they swallow it and they run. In balloons. The, yeah, that's the, right, yeah. Um, water balloons. Water balloons, exactly. Right
0: seem to know a lot Not about that this. But <laughs> neither just for, like, turned about. up on the train. Yeah, he, knew exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he knew
1: exactly what was going on. But the dude, he, 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 wanted, he wanted it that it back. Well, no, no. Oh my gosh, gosh he, he, trying he, no, no, he's the the trying to retrieve his balloons. That's right. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. that's, he so he was robbing the dealer. He would have been nuts. And instead of paying him, like he cut his head and took it out of his throat. <laughs> oh my gosh. And oh, we were there like on the balcony, like? We're just like, oh, okay, just another day. That was, that was just down on the street type high. thing. Yeah, like it was level one, and we just went on the balcony and we just seen it right there. And like oh all my the God. Cops and everything showed up. Oh, that's fucked. Every, every day there was something like that. Every day, you know? Like, literally, in, in that era, everybody's mother would have had a chain pulled off her neck walking down John Street. That was just like standard. You know, it's just a matter of when someone was going to run past and snatch, snatch a, chain. a bag or snatch a chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, yeah. and that that was
0: like they're mostly junkies doing that, or was that gang related stuff? No, nah, it'd be junkies. Yeah, right. Just K- looking to make a buck.
1: Like people in gangs, but then in saying that, like people in gangs, there's all there's all there's all sorts. It's just like people in business, you get the guys that are really righteous. They do things a certain way. They value you know brotherhood and all that, and then you get the other guys that stab each other in the back and you know so mm. you know. It's, it's it plays it's out just the same way exactly. there exactly it's just human it's humans you know like white collar stuff is just as bad as um, you know th- those kind of crimes so it's all human all human nature you know at it's best and worst you know
2: <laughs> and they all interact you know the underworld and the Oh, yeah. In the business world. Oh, so, for sure. So
4: it's all connected. Interdependent. Mm. Well, that's why we keep you
0: around because you're a bit of a protector for us. We're like, yeah, I've got some heavy connections. He's never exposed them, but we know he does. He's a good guy.
1: Um, I've seen you guys um, wrestle and, and throw down, so I think you guys are protecting me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't think you guys need protecting at all.
2: Well, if there's a zombie apocalypse... I'm not going to rely on the wrestling. I'm coming to you because you got <laughs> guns in your
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 legal guns. Oh, gun. we'll, cl- yes. we'll, we'll
0: clarify that. shortly. That's right. Absolutely, yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely. I'm I'm Australianized. I'm you know I do everything by the book. I jump through every hoop, hoop and you know to enjoy. Like, but you would have had uh, like a there would have been a
2: point in your life where you would have had a, the choice to either follow a path of you know hard work and you know. Stay out of trouble, and you would have had these these um, like these these times where opportunities, money is like easy, and there's girls, and there's play, and everything that comes with, you know what what attracts a, a gangster to the, to a to a gang. Do you remember that that time? And what stopped you from traveling down the the wrong path? I guess
1: I just wasn't I just wasn't straight enough. Right. You know, like like you know. I remember friends were actually talking about, oh, you know, let's let's you know become dealers. We're like, you know, look at look at the car he's driving, look look what he's doing, and I was always like, um, are you ready to like you know do what those people do? Are you ready to like literally you know if if you need to throw away your whole family and like are you ready to go to jail or you? Re-? And the answer was no. I was like. I was like, no, nah, my, my mum didn't really raise me like that. She, she's the hardest worker I know, you know, factory worker. Like I taught her CrossFit when, um, when I was a CrossFit coach, you know, and the girl never stops. She did, she's got the worst <laughs> that's technique, awesome. just like a CrossFit. <laughs> she's got the worst technique. Perfect. You, tell her, you tell her to, you know, like, you know, do something right. She just keeps going, keeps going until the reps are done. And like, you know, I just, that's how I base my life. Like Shout out to mum. Yeah, yeah. what's your mum's name? Uh, Winnie. Winnie Winnie Chan. Yeah, Winnie. <laughs> uh, but I call her Darren. What? Um, yeah, <laughs> Australianized man. Yes, <laughs> classic Australian mother name, Darren. Well, her her favorite drama um, is this Chinese drama, and they call the king Yan, but Yun translates to Darren if you say it fast enough, and so her name became Darren. <laughs> <laughs> And so you just see these people spin out on the street. I'm like, hey Darren. Mum turns to her. That's a. Yeah. Do
0: you still um do you still run into mates from that from that life? 'Cause I know like I know I do. Like you see friends that you went to school with that took a different path and it just fucking it hits you like a brick. You're like, holy fucking shit that yeah. We used to run around the backyard together. They're all in jail. You know, yeah, yeah, right. Jail. They're
1: all dead. They're all in jail.
0: And, and still, I mean, I'm guessing still based around that area, like the roots yeah. are the same? Yep.
1: They, they look after their own territory. They never come out of the hood. They don't, you know, yeah, they're just so set in ways, you know. Like, you know, I guess I think, as I was saying before, I found podcasts and that just changed my life, you know. I'm just like, whoa, the world's like that, you know. When you hear two people with these worldly experiences talk and they've just, they've digested, you know, they're both their life experiences and, you know, and if it speaks to you, you go a different path.
4: Well, we really are very fortunate at this time, aren't we, that um, knowledge is so readily available. Obviously, there's a surplus of knowledge, so you get to cut through the shit, but you can have access so people who are otherwise very inaccessible.
1: Well, you know the matrix? And those experiences. Mm. When Neo goes, he just downloads something, He's oh, I know jujitsu. Yes. <laughs> that's, I'd swear to God, on a slower pace, but that's exactly <laughs> what we're living through right now. Because if you do it, if you pay attention to a certain podcast, and you can't, I don't think you can listen to podcasts like all the time like I was, because you end up getting nothing done. But if you do it, then you find a path. Then you do the research, and then you know how to shut everything off to then go like balls deep into that subject mm. and train and invest and put your time in. Within three months, within six months, like you're a different. That's right. Animal. You like
4: look like just like look what you you've done. So yeah, having it all there is one thing, but then being able to a- apply it. I mean, that's another thing for a lot of people. It's a bit of a barrier. Whereas yeah, I listen to really them and well. then.
2: Um, and I go, oh, that's a great bit of knowledge. And then okay. forget it. <laughs> but usually I'm listening in the car. Like if you're, you're sitting down taking notes on a good podcast, oh, I always think, fuck, I wish I could take some notes. And I don't. Oh, yeah, I never take yeah. notes. Yeah, so I end up f- forgetting most of the stuff I hear.
0: Yeah, but I, but I know what you, mean. Are you, I'm guessing Joe Rogan was a big influence. Huge. Right?
1: That's like the first catalyst for yeah. like the people. A but, bunch of others. Well, yeah, that's what happens. You follow his guests. It's subcategories in those those rabbit holes. You wanna be a hunter, he'll get like four or five of the world's best hunters Mm. on a year and you listen to them, then go down those rabbit holes Mm. and you're kind of ahead of the game knowledge wise. And Mm. a lot of people that um that have hunted for years, you know, in terms of equipment. In terms of just what's possible in the world. Um, and isn't, that's isn't lit- it funny oh that's literally what i've done in terms of videography mm. in terms of um, hunting in terms of
2: and it's all free all free. the knowledge if you want it yep i, I supposedly you can actually get all the knowledge you need for like a, a degree of any sorts through the internet for free you just have to have the ability just to do sift it through the shit yeah
0: yeah. Well, and you don't get I mean, any ticket at the end. But fuck how many universities put out their courses for free now as well? Yeah. Like you can, true. there's thousands. So you can yeah. go and do a you know, degree and whatever. Yeah. Well, I think. But it's that classic thing, right? It's like people, we're not starved for information, but we are starved for like implementing and leveraging this stuff yeah. that's out there and doing it consistently. and
2: Yeah. And, that's cr- right. and critically thinking, knowing that a lot of it is, it's got to sift through the shit. You know? Yeah.
1: That's right. Knowledge is not power. It, knowledge that is um, that is um, implemented is powerful. Mm, mm. When
2: I first met you, you had this fucking monster of a of a gym, which I was like quite in awe about when you're talking to me about it. I love oh, it. Oh, uh, I love it still, Mate, I was oh, like, oh I my as gosh, these guys like they're the big time in, in the in the gym realms. I was. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how
0: you got well, into as all training things And then you bought your gym and Hey our gym in favor, Just do me a favour Just keep this a bit closer A bit closer? Yeah and just stay at the front of it So if you, you can move But just track it with your mouth
1: Just like that
4: Oh
0: yeah Beautiful. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs>
4: Maybe I'll jump in Just letting listeners know How we met you though as well Yeah Because we, uh, we were all gym owners Oh yeah, yeah. Um, And we were in a business community together Getting business coaching By the same people Some of the best days of my life Some of the best days They were really cool Everyone was in a learning environment Everyone was kind of going from, you know, a certain size. We were going to, from zero to a hundred type thing. Um, yeah, anyway, we had those mastermind days where we'd hang out for a weekend and whatnot and then we'd be collaborating between each other. But that's when we met you and everyone there had a gym probably the size of ours or smaller. We were one of the bigger gyms, mm-hmm. would you say? Uh, yeah, yeah. A we're lot all of people like hundred. Like like under a hundred and we were at a hundred and plus. And then- you were very humble sitting, I remember, you know, sitting at the front there and then Drew wanted to, you know, bring you into the frame. He was like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. we got Alan here. Um, two and a half thousand members, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> I, we were just like, Oh, 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 big time in the oh, room. He's got a real
2: gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: we are like, what are you doing here? <laughs> well, as all things go, appearances are not what they seem. Tell us always. <laughs> Well, I mean, that gym was a gym that was extremely successful for a time. Mm. Um, and where it was, was it? It was in in County Heights. Yeah, and it was that era where... Is that,
0: that uh, that's out near Cabra?
1: Yep, yep, right, like literally um, up the road. Okay, up the um, Cumberland Highway. I went. So or, I, s-
4: I was out there last year. Mm. I went for dinner the strip there it's very good food and i was like bang and i could see because i saw all the photos and it was up on the top of the building had the big sign
1: yeah 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 oh it's such a sexy gym very good dinner
4: um where would you eat oh i can't remember the name what of the place the thai place right no 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 gets. it was uh we thought it was oh i can't remember but it was one of those places that was mixed so on the menu um there was chinese food there was thai food there was vietnamese food
1: yeah right i haven't been there for ages but yeah, um, yeah, the way the way it happened was um, um, our mates that owned it. They took it through that era where, you know, you literally it was like that. Um, the fitness first era. It was mm. that model mm. where you just get all the life fitness equipment. There's no coaching. It's just all your normal spin class and lots and of mirrors. And yeah, and you know what? I think that industry is still right there. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. It's not not going anywhere.
1: Um, But our our whole idea was to have that, but also have all the stuff that, you know, really changes people's lives. Yeah, 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 you know. And at the time it was powerlifting, weightlifting, CrossFit, Um, you know. I tried to get gymnastics in there, but I was shunned. (laughs) 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 They go, we're not kids, we don't do gymnastics. (laughs) It's Um, not gonna make me big. No, that's right. But um, yeah, five years later, everyone's you know demanding gymnastics, demanding you Amazing. know, Amazing. yeah, you know, yeah. everyone wants that um hollow hold, you yeah. Know? Everybody <laughs> wants that full hollow hold for a minute. Um, is that still a still a thing a standard? Always. Yeah, that's pretty. That's still been bread and butter for a long time. Yeah. Since the sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Some things never. When I grew right? up as a gymnast, it was always Some things never.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I um, used to be able to hold a five-minute hollow body hold. Yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. thrilling five minutes.
2: <laughs> so you, 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 you. This. So the gym already existed, and yep. then you, you got you got an offer to buy in, or
1: pretty much we were put in a situation where we were training in all those new methods. Um, me and a business partner. Um, and the the people that were the previous owners, they they, they didn't train. You know, they right. just thought it was going to be a business. They had a quick exit strategy and they wanted to go. You know, it wasn't working out for them. So we are just lucky. We got something next to nothing. Um, Seeing the, the opportunity. And yeah, it was great. And it, it was fantastic, amazing for a good five years, you know yeah um and then what happened you know what because i didn't go in a, into it with a big investment small share is always going to be a small share right you know and small share doesn't get a say so you know and me and me, it's that being, same being story the, yeah being yeah. just who i am like yeah I, I i can't i can't settle you know for
2: and you need a voice, you know? You I need mean? a voice, yeah.
1: You, you want things done a certain way and, um, you know, I think in really big communities, you do need that sort of, that, that shine, that bit of, um, how would you say it? You need that HR department, mm, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't great at that. Right. Just yeah. to
0: be able to manage, like, uh, to be a manager, to, to manage yeah. employees. And to say,
1: you're fired, get the fuck out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so I was forever getting taken yeah. to like fair work and, and all that. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't regret a thing. Like, I'd still do the same thing.
2: That's just. You've <laughs> had high expectations of people work around you, which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know? I think we have the same here.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, that era was where, you know, we'd have trainers that literally were doing weird, um, you know, creepy things. Or uh, they were doing weird, okay. like, like exercises that were dangerous, you know. And that's how that's how PTs yep. operated before. They didn't know, like, you know, it was a wild west. S- there was a wild west. How yeah. many? How many uh, staff, staff members out there? Um, did you have twenty-five
4: coaches and then
1: more admin? Admin cleaners, in, you name you know, you know, it, everything. On top of that, yeah, 25, yeah, yeah. And then on top of the 25 there it'd be like contractors. So like, the PTs were on yes, top of yes, that. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of people. Oh, so those problems. 25
0: people were like full-time like, on it, the, the payroll. The day-to-day, like in the PTs were like subcontractors and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Holy
4: shit. Yeah, it was just a beast.
2: Like. I think um, what you brought up before about you having a smaller share and then having less of a say, in, it seems to be I've heard that story happen quite a lot. And I remember the first uh, accountant we ever talked to tell us is an old fellow. We didn't actually use him, but it was one that one piece of information that I think was really valuable for us was like the amount of businesses that he's seen fail because the shares weren't even have been like countless. And he said and the businesses that he's seen succeed have always had equal share because equal share gives you equal opportunity, and it's much easier to uh, distinguish how much work each person's doing. So if it's you only got like a ten percent share in something, and you're like, oh, well, I'm gonna work 10 in comparison to it's very difficult to to measure so you end up doing way more work than what you're getting money for
1: and no matter how alpha uh, you yeah. think you are if you've Someone got else is just if you've got Trump the small help. share yeah you need to shut the fuck up yeah you know? like yeah. that's just the way it is you know you've got to respect the bigger investment you know that's just yeah how it is. It's a
2: recipe for for failure really yeah exactly because Im- you can't measure it you know? But, I
1: mean, I don't regret a thing. Like, just building that monster, like, ripping down the walls, putting in, like, a 30-metre rig.
2: That upstairs looked oh, so wicked. Man. Dude, you must have got a lot of experience. Oh, yeah. Business experience from running a joint like that.
1: I, like, we did something crazy with the, um, the rubber flooring because it was on a second level, which was a total failure. It was, there was, like, I think 100K put into just the rubber flooring. Holy shit. It was... Um,
0: because you could had to dump barbells and shit. You had to dump barbells, oh, wow.
1: and we got it done. But end of the day, um, couldn't get it engineered. Nobody would touch it. They're, they're like, "What? How much are you dropping above your shoulders?" And we, we would say conservative, like oh, ninety kilos. When we would get like like Olympic champions in there, and they'd be dumping like one hundred and seventy kilos above. Wow. Oh god! You know, and it worked. It worked. We did. We did. Um, A 30 millimeter, so two layers, 15, 15 of uh, that high density rubber, a limping mat, plywood, 15, then another 15 rubber, and then that 8 mil like top layer. Oh wow! Five layers, (laughs) two (laughs) plies, yeah, it worked. It absorbed everything. It 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 was that perfect combination of um, like you get that energy absorption, yeah, but you don't get that ankle rolling. Mm-hmm. Softness. The ply would have, yeah. in
2: between, would have yeah. kind of hardened it all up. Exactly,
1: exactly. Holy shit. Like, I think the city um, Virgin Active, 70K, they had to rip it all out. Same thing. Oh. They didn't do the ply. They just did the rubber all the uh, way through. They should have caught Mistake. mistake. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's still operating now upstairs? Yep. And yep.
1: Still going. Amazing. Still going. still going strong. Like I think that gym's turned that that area, that community... Like you see every one of those like bubble bums that you see on an Asian person, that's not natural. That's-, that's they fake bums? No, no, no. Like, uh, uh, like, like built bums. That posterior, that beautiful posterior. That's a fitness studio bum. Yeah. That's a, that's a yeah, that's fitness studio. We, we created that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like those quads, those hammies, they do not come like- you know it's not natural it's not like you know Brazilians I don't know I don't know but like (laughs) other 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 races they get born Spanish born with the butt yeah bang you know that's that's just you're a goddess or god you know no no not not Asian people (laughs) we need to train twice a day (laughs) we need to get legs Legs, really, yeah. butt,
0: legs, habits. Well, it's only the aesthetic now. I think before Instagram, the big butt wasn't the aesthetic, at least not here in the West. Like that's only a relatively new thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, very new, very, very new. Um, and it, You know, the amount of female powerlifters that I see go through there, it's, it's common, like it's so common, it's unbelievable. They've all got their straps and knee, knee wraps and they're just going in there. The quads and
2: the
0: glutes and yeah. the knees.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. These tiny little people, you know, and they're just built and just, it's beautiful. Yeah.
0: So what, why'd you get out of there? What made you move on from that
1: business? Um, you know, like, as I was saying, hunting just, it just took over my whole world. You know, I think every male, you, when you grow up, you need that rite of passage, that, that ceremony where you just feel like I can look after myself you know and I never got it from like opening business or having fights or having sex
3: you know like I
1: I never I never got that like true true belief that you know what I'm a man now and so I was just always like just still frustrated still out there trying to like prove myself and like past 30 you know um until I started listening to these hunter people and um it just, I was like, I need this. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care, you know, how many, how many, um, you know, mountains I need to walk. In fact, it excited me, you know, scared the shit out of me too, right? But then all mm. good things should scare the shit out of you. Mm. Um, and sure enough, one thing led to another. And my thing was bow hunter. Had to be a bow hunter. You know, Noble. Rifle, rifles too, too easy for me. Well, I, wa- I-, I wasn't a rifle hunter, but that's just who I listen to on the podcast, so that's who yeah. I was going to be, you know. That's how I know They're it. like the that-
0: top of the top. Well, exactly. So that's where I want to go for. Yeah.
1: The um, purists. The purists. If anyone's listening um, that is interested, Adam Greentree in Australia, that's the guy, you know. That's the I've guy. heard him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the dude. He, all his, The way he operates and all that, he's, that's the guy. Um, so, yeah, I bought my bow did everything backwards, right? Had no idea, (laughs) you know. Um, I think I shot the bow at an Olympic range um, once. And then like, it was at that point, I was like, oh man, like, what have I gotten myself into, right? Then I knew I had to get um, a coach, mentor. So then like, I was lucky enough through that course, I met a mentor he was in the same course in the alchemy course did his course uh, he actually taught bow hunting for beginners who was that? Um, oh man, Luke was that's who it was Luke yes Barrow. Barrow, yes, yes Barrett whatever his name is um, so did his course
0: Maybe you sat at the table it was the three of us it was the three of us you he sat was right with,
1: next to me yeah and then I, I told him I go, this is what I want to do in the next few years <laughs> he's looking at me like that's what I do now Right. That's exactly what I do. I teach people like that've never hunted before um, bow hunting and then so in his course, I actually realized that I need to become a rifle hunter because they said all bow hunters are good rifle hunters first, and then pre to that, you have to be a good um, you have to have bushcraft, you have to ha- know your camping skills, you know how to orient yourself you know, how to survive in the bush. That's all even before the rifle hunting. So I was like, oh man, this thing's getting deeper and deeper and deeper. <laughs> but one thing at a time, I started to tick things off, started to invest my time and money and like three, I think three years down the track now, doing it. Yeah. Have like, you killed anything with a bow? Not, still not yet. Wow. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm getting pretty damn good at rifle hunting now and I'm still, because like here's the thing, with a rifle, you can reach animals at like 100 metres, 200 metres. With a bow, you've got to get within 30 metres. That's oh, stealth. Otherwise, it's not ethical to actually take the shot. Mm. Like, you're not confident that you will make the kill in the most humane and quick way. Yes. So you cannot take the shot unless you can get within 30 metres. And to do that, the wind has to be right, everything has to be right. Like, you need to be so on your game, you know so i'm still chasing i'm still chasing that
4: yeah well that's a long-term
1: goal
0: can you explain to folks because i did that same course and i was blown away by the experience and and before that i i had this impression of hunting that you could just turn up in the bush with a gun and you just kind of see animals around and you just like (laughs) shoot them in the head it's like big buck yeah it's like you're like (laughs) fuck how hard like it, you have this thing and you're like – you know, because you, you, you see hunting and you see it connected to like portrayed as like a redneck thing to do and you're like, oh, it's just fucking brutal, you know, and it's, and it's unnecessary. And then you get out there and you get out there with experienced hunters who understand the craft and you realise it is so fucking hard to shoot an animal, like to get within range where you can actually get a shot off but then also to be good enough at making the shot – within the weather conditions, within the fucking stress hormones you're dealing with in that moment of excitement, like all of those things. Can you just like talk a little bit about how hard it is to actually do? Because I'm sure a lot of people listening are like thinking the same, have that same misconception. Oh yeah, for
1: sure. Um, Well, it always happens when you're tired, exhausted and you're about to give up. It will never happen. Well, it does, but like hardly ever. You will hardly ever get a time when an animal walks in front of you and says, hi, how you going? Take me you know it's as soon as you drive your car in there the animals know that these are hunters and they, they scatter so you literally you go in you have to set up camp you have to scout all day look for sign you know read the wind read the weather keep yourself hydrated and fed enough so that you know you, you, you don't have die. your wits about you you know you're not going to get dehydrated or make a bad decision and then it still won't happen it's still there'll still be like crickets everywhere you look everywhere you hear but something happens when you kind of let go of that need to want to take something home and i found that after my like fourth hunt i was like unsuccessful super disheartened and i was like you know like i'm a failure again you know but as soon as you start to just enjoy the process and just be present and just go through the motions like with purpose and intent. This is how I'm going to live my life. This is how I'm going to be safe. This is how I'm going to operate to give myself the best chance. It happens. And you still need to have your shit together to be able to um, chamber around, take the safety off, um, put the thing in the the crosshair and be able to not – pull the trigger like you can't punch you've got to like squeeze you've got to have this whole technique and breathing right and just yeah it's it's quite it's quite zen when it happens yeah but you've got to practice Like I'm out at the clay range doing live shooting you know all the time um, yeah it's just reps heaps of reps um, yeah that's Can how I, did you go
0: well I'm looking at Joe right now we didn't, um, I had a fucking awesome time. It was a weekend, but we didn't get, there was, it was like from the beginning, they're like, you guys aren't shooting anything this weekend. right?" We're going to take you out. We're going to try and make a kill. The two leaders, you know, they were armed. They're like, you know, hopefully we, we find something and we can kill it. And then we can teach you guys how to break the animal down and process the meat. And that's going to be the experience. And we're going to teach you about the ethics of it and the technique while we're doing that. Because it's, you know, like they're like, it's completely unethical to like put a bow and arrow in your hands. No, I, and it's yeah. completely illegal to put a gun into your hands, right? Yeah. But I'll tell you a funny story about that weekend, which just paints the picture of the, the feeling of futility with the whole process. We're with two experienced hunters. It's the, we, it's, we, we went on a Friday, like we got to the place on a Friday night. They made a kill on early Saturday morning and then came back to the house. And we're like, come on guys, get up. Like we're going out for a hunt. And so we went out and they didn't tell us, but we basically stumbled across a deer that they had shot hours before. And they're like, oh, look, it's a deer. And they're like, you guys pick it up, drag it down here. We're going to show you how to process it. So we had this whole day processing this deer and learning how to cut the skin. And, you know, it was really cool. Um, but they're like, we're going out together early Sunday morning and we're going to try and catch, you know, try and get something. So we went out and we, we walked. There's about six of us, I think. And we split into two little groups and we're walking through this, we're on someone's private property and it's, you know, it's a frosty morning. The sun hasn't come up yet. It's dark. It's wet. It's really fucking cold. Sounds and like
1: heaven to me. Yeah. Like you would <laughs> love this, right? And
0: it's, it's just you and nature. Like there's nothing else going on. You're not even talking. Cause you're like, you got to stay as stealth as you can. So it's like minimal conversation. One of the guys spotted some tracks and he's like, there's a, there's a buck that's been through here. Like a, like something big has been through here in the last few hours. So we're like, all right, there's something around. Anyway, we get to this sort of meeting point and the two hunters, Said, look, guys, uh, you guys sit here with the binoculars. We're going to take the gun and we're going to head off into the next valley and you're going to keep an eye on us and we, we're going we're gonna to try and kill something over there. Like if we all go, there's no chance that you know that, that, that we're not going to scare it off. So we sat, we had this nice little spot, right? We could see across these two valleys or this one valley, these couple little peaks and we're on radio with them and they're like stalking. They, they got into the, the furthest valley. And they can see something and they're like letting us out, oh, you know, we're, we're moving in, you know, so-and-so's getting ready to make the shot. And uh, anyway, like it's, it's all very slow and, and, I, and I'm like, oh man, I've got to take a whiz. So like, you know, watching this thing, watching these two guys craft, you know, it's, it's hours have passed, right? Sun is coming up and it's like, it, there's so much tension about this. We're like, fuck, I really hope they can get something. And we haven't seen shit. I think we saw a wombat. You're you're like, you're like, where are the animals at? Anyway, I'm like, I'm going to take a whiz. So I'm like, guys, I'm just going to take a whiz. And I, I, I just run off about 20 meters away to a tree that where the guys can't see me and I'm doing my thing. I'm taking a whiz and I just look up to where like T is and there's a fucking buck standing right there looking at me. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) This thing is about like 500 kilos with the, big fucking antlers and it's just looking at me and I'm like, holy shit. I'm like trying to put my junk away. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like trying to radio the guys and I'm like, well, and I like, and I, and I literally, and I look back up and it's gone. Oh yeah. And I'm like, it was that close though. It was, it, it would have been double that. It would have been like five meters from me.
4: Are you kidding me? And
0: the thing, it just, that's how smart they are. It just rolled up on me and was like, what are you doing? That's and how then smart it they are. saw that I was nervous and then it was like, I'm out of here. And I was like, this fucking thing knows what's going on. Like, it, it was as, so ahead of us.
1: That's, that's, what, that's what they do. As soon as a buck will sniff you, they will flank you. So mm. they will get around the side to see if they want to stab you or not. Dead yeah. set. Yep. Yeah. That's what they do. They go around, they have a look, because you might be another buck, and they'll go you. As, if, if you're another buck, they'll go you. Or if you're a doe, then it's party time. <laughs> they'll, you know. they'll eat you if you're a doe? No, 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 if you're a doe, female. Oh, doe's female. Then, then, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> then it's, you know. That's the sex bum, piece. Bum, bum, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, like, wow. we, think, we think we're so smart, we're just, we're just little, like, you know. We, like, um, he
2: didn't have a deer outfit on. <laughs>
0: <That's right. laughs> I had this fluffy little white tail. And <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You would have had to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: God. But, you know, like, you can't, you can't, you can't... Um, articulate the power of seeing a, a, an animal that size in like, you know, relative in the relative wild and just like feeling so out of your depth, kind of like when I was in Cabramatta that time, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, yeah. Holy fucking shit. This is the thing that we've been talking yeah. about yeah. and we've been searching for and it's right here. And then on its terms, it's out of here. I don't
2: know if I could do it. Cause they're actually such a beautiful animal as well. I know that they are pests in a lot of these areas. Uh, how big is it? How big's a male um, buck? how um, much? How, how much well, do they weigh? Around about
1: here, out like in New South Wales and sort of like south, they they don't get they don't get that big until you get to like Victoria. In Victoria, they're you big. get like the big samba deer, and they're like over two hundred kilos. Well, I, the big, 200 I was a bit kilos. off with my five hundred kilo <laughs> story <laughs> estimate. Yeah, that's, that's more a, like moose. Three hundred. <laughs> I'm <laughs> pretty sure it's a moose. Yeah, <laughs> in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, around here you'll get like 70 to 150 kilos. It's still a big animal, It's a lot it? of meat.
0: Mm. That's a lot of shit to carry well, in look, your backpack.
1: If, well, if you don't, you you don't carry it all. You'll probably get about maybe 30 kilos of meat from a 70 kilo animal. That's the uh, shoulders, right. the hindquarters, and then the back straps. Yeah. And then if you're into organ meat, then there's, there's, there's um, more. really good organ meat there. Liver. And Do you
0: go for the organ meat? Thing. Not yet. Because like, you've got to get into the, ca- you got to pierce its stomach cavity it's, to get to that stuff? It's so
1: much work. Right now, I'm just at that stage where I'm just skinning and taking the quarters and the back strap. You know, that's, that's my, otherwise I'd probably um, fuck the whole thing up. Yeah. As soon as you pierce that gut and the, so the juice the goes m- all over the meat, ugh, man, you don't really want to eat that. Yeah. It's not ideal.
0: What's, um, I, the, the, you know, the, the, yeah. The thing that I always think about with that, because it's so easy to look at and go, fuck, it's brutal, you're cutting this animal up, and I, and I think for people who don't really, who have never considered the concept of, of catching, like hunting your own meat like that, um, this idea of like actually getting your hands dirty with the meat you're eating, rather than like you go to the butcher and you buy a piece of something that, that, that same animal got butchered and it was alive once too. And you just, you don't think about it when you're buying some lamb chops or you're buying a, you know, chicken breast.
1: It is brutal it is brutal there's no way to there's no way to hide that fact it is brutal um, but unless you're not going to eat meat unless you're going to go completely like vegetarian or vegan then you should th- know where it comes from i think you should respect respect it. the different ways that people live and procure and look there are there are a lot of hunters that i would never spend a moment with because they're just crazy they just uh, they don't respect the environment they don't they just don't live a culture i mean i can't even say that but they live a certain way that i would not you know like mm-hmm. people that like go the out,
0: classic like going out pigging and no, like no. just for the for look, the fun of to like shoot, the kill man. sort of thing
1: not even that like people that will kill like little birds for no reason you're not going to eat it you know cuz look when you're on a private property if the farmer says I have a massive problem with kangaroos wombats whatever like you're there to help the farmer like and you're a hunter you don't go out there and pick and choose and say oh yeah i'm gonna come onto your land and not listen to your requests and help you like, you, like these guys are old they need all the help they can get you know and like th- this year has been good for them and getting better but the ten, five years before that, before the droughts and the, fire, the fires and all that, they were struggling. Everywhere we went, they were like, we're on our last legs. We don't know. Like, we're killing. Were like, we, we went out shooting their livestock because they're all just lying around dehydrated. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what we were doing. Um, so it is brutal. But that's, that's the world that we kind of live in, you know? Like, I think it's great to know the city life that we live in and appreciate that because I love Woolies, I love Coles, I love Aldi, I appreciate Costco and all that because it's great, you know. But when you go and see that side of life, it actually puts everything into perspective. You enjoy all the easy things and the great conveniences ten times more, you know. Like, And I don't think people should ever judge and like you know make life difficult for someone that lives a certain way because i'll tell you what all the coolest people that i've met have been hunters you know it's just there's something about they're hard working you know they're, they're they're loyal they stick by their word and you know it's just a lot of hunters coincidentally are cool people you know that's just from experience yeah
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I think of a kind of like um, fighters in a way. You often find, not all of them, but you often find that people who have a background in combat just have a level of realness and maybe humility that comes with having been in you you know some very real situations where you're exposed to uh, certain facets of humanity and so you have a kind of, I don't know, a respect for things. Uh, There's less of a facade.
1: It's that... It's that realization of death, you know, getting punched in the face, getting choked, or getting your arm locked a certain way and just hearing a crack. You know, like it just, it just, your perspective about what's actually bad and what's, you know, like who cares how people live? You're not hurting me, I'm not hurting you. You know, I just got punched in the face today and everything, the roses are sweet as, you know, like I think that's what it is, just going through some. Hard stuff and seen some shit. It it just it just allows you to just you know appreciate you know everyone you know around you and yeah, how they live.
2: Have you seen Hunting Artere or Artereora? On it's a New Zealand hunting show. Um, oh, man you should check uh, it out. It's uh, amazing. I think yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's a yeah like the, the yeah just the landscape and and again we're talking about like the culture because a lot of maori culture in in their hunting That's techniques over there yeah, and yep. just respect for the animal respect for the environment and um because that culture is like goes right back into the roots like uh, and the animals that they're hunting and it's it's amazing yeah it's beautiful and they're speaking like a lot of the the um polynesian language um but this terrain is like, it is so fucking, it is ridiculous. Treacherous. I, mean, I don't know how these guys, like they're just like shell, all shell rocks. Jacked and super fit. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not like chubby hunters or anything. They're all like ripped. Mountaineers. Big, yeah, yeah. they yeah. then I'll take a shot from across a valley and the, the animal will roll down this hill for about, I don't know, about 200 meters. And then they have to trek all the way down yeah. and then carry this thing out and they're just, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. But the whole, they've got pigs over there that weigh up to 300 kilos. Like a boar. Jesus. So you fuck with this thing and it will charge you and… Ruin you. <laughs> yeah. Like but that's 300 dinner. kilo that's animal, man. That's dinner for the whole village. That's Where do you watch fuck it? Fuck you up. What's it on? Uh, I saw it on… Um, I think it was on, just on your standard telly. Huh. Yeah. I think it's SBS or ABC on a
0: Sunday night a little bit late. I do like um, Meat Eater on Netflix with yeah, Steve Rinella. Rinella yep 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 that's a I he's find, one of the guys too yeah like he's on he was on he's on Rogan a lot I find that show it's almost meditative you watch like they're just footage of them out hunting and the like the sparseness of the landscape and the the quiet you know it's silent and it's wind and it's rain and it's mm. them and you're like you're in there with them yeah. and, it's, and it's quite relaxing to yeah. watch. but then you know and then the hunt's on and it's fucking intense
1: and cause he's a great cook the way he actually prepares the meal afterwards he, you just, you fall in love with the whole process, you know. You just can't help but want to experience what he's experiencing. And, like, because he's a journalist, he's a writer. Is he? Yeah, yeah. So, th- like, the way he, like, formulates his words, it's, yeah, it's kind of like uh, he puts you in a spell, yeah.
2: I don't know how I would, like, because oh, I want to I I try it. I ate meat. Um, but I just don't know if I'm a killer. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. Huh. I have a hundred percent confidence. You could do it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking,
3: you probably tell me if you Look at imagine. these big
2: animals. I'm like, oh, it's so just beautiful to look at, you know, and then to have it in the sights and then. Yeah, pull it's the true. But there's,
0: there's the element of, cause I felt kind of the same, but there's also, there's something about this. Um, there's something about when you're going out and your goal is to get something, you become very driven to get the thing. So as much as there's that admiration and respect, it's also like I'm out here to do a thing. And so when you're like, oh, my God, there's an animal like you, there's some h- part of you that's like, Switches let's up. fucking get the animal. That, yeah. that's, that's what I found because I, I thought I might find the butchering of this thing a bit um, – a bit. I didn't know how I'd take it. It's very confronting. I actually found it, but I found it very natural and very enjoyable. Right, after, the, once after it's in you front actually –
1: after you actually begin the process, because it's hard work. You have to focus. You you don't want to cut yourself. You're out there in the weather. um, And, you know, once you're in the zone and you're doing it, there's something in your DNA that tells you, like, this is how it's done. This is how my ancestors would have Mm. lived and survived, you know, before any supermarket or butcher was ever invented, you know. Um, And I was the same way. Like, before I made my first kill... I had exactly the same reservations but I mean that anxiety that's where you put in the reps and you just prepare prepare you just research keep researching keep preparing and then the only way is to actually put yourself in that situation and if you don't find out fair enough mm. yeah it's not for you but if you've if you've if you've you know if you've done all that work and then you pull the trigger and then you make a successful shot that's actually when the work starts like everything up to up to that point is actually it's it's nothing until once you've made the kill that's when you need to respect the animal by not wasting it yeah okay you know um and by humanely killing it fast efficient don't you know let it flop around and make a bad shot and just spill its guts and then not be able to eat it you know like all those kind of things have to you have to you have and, to respect and the,
2: the, I'm guessing that the meat that you get you use it all because I you, use had it all. To, you had to work so hard to it, get it. It's, it's funny. More
1: like, you know? Yeah, you don't waste that meat. Like in the freezer I'm thinking about like, oh, this cut will do this and then the offcuts I'll do curries or, you know, Man, you just – I you, bet the meals are very different. Well, um, there's nothing – when it all made sense to me was when I um, shot my first deer mm. and then the back strap, which is like the most prized – um cut of any sort of ungulate um like deer cow i took it home and then i just simply cut it into thin slices and then just pan fried it with garlic onion bit of salt and then i gave it to my kids and then my wife's like oh no don't do that you know that's disgusting like what are you doing that's deer and then i gave it to her and then she's oh my god this is delicious she said, this is the most, like, she goes, it's not, it's not gamey, but there's like a flavor, you know, this thing's been free, wild, it's been healthy, it's, it's... There's a
2: variety in its
1: diet. Yeah, it's been eating green grass, you know, all its life. Um, actually, I think deer it's eat... full of hormones.
2: I, I think they eat blackberry
1: hormones. and sometimes birds. No way, oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. People don't know, wow. but deer will eat protein when they need to. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um... But yeah, once I made that connection and then my kids loved it, like in a way that I've never seen them love eating anything. Sausages. Oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, you're like, <laughs> I've, I've never seen that. They just took to it and then I go, you know what? That's, I'm a hunter now. I forever will be, yeah.
0: Do you think the, because um, what I remember feeling on that experience was that there's some, like there is very, it was very clear to me that there's some part of my DNA that is resonating with this experience right now. Where I had that same thing where I'm like, I wanna do this, but it was really just the, the when I got back, I'm like, the reality of me getting the equipment, investing in the time to practice, I was like, I'm not prepared to do that right now. But I, I was like, wow, that was really profound. Um, and I often think about guys at a barbecue and how men are always drawn to the barbecue and like that's kind of in australia that's like the role it's like the women stay inside and prepare the other the food modern but, hunter yeah it's, you think, it's <laughs> the campfire <laughs> it's the kind campfire. of the closest yeah. thing isn't it
1: yeah yeah after a hunt you're at the campfire you're cooking your meal and you're sharing stories yeah with people that you love that's that's the most like basic human like like joy and pleasure there is you know with your brothers you know the people that you've you know you you're, you're making food together you know you're hunting you're now you're cooking it yeah. Are there many w- women hunters out there? Heaps. Yeah. There's heaps. Yeah. There's heaps. Uh, yeah, and they've got huge Instagram follow- followings too. They would, yeah. Yeah, uh, and because of that, there's there's like this roll on effect where they're influencing a lot of um, you know, female hunters. Yeah. It's amazing. I would love to try it. Yeah. Just
4: I thought you know, would have been out for sure. Me no. No. And uh, as I listen to it, I like I think uh, I think that I would be able to do it, say. But um, I have – well, I've had exposure to pigs being killed a lot, like over in Fiji. And actually here, it's a funny story with a couple of our members where we went out to get a pig for um, – on a camping trip that we went on, uh, but at a piggery. So and – and I'm thinking um, – because I haven't been able to do it. Um, it's been offered to me, hey, kill this pig. You know, where in but there's, the village. With this old butter knife with uh, yeah. this big so, so, and, and, you know and i and I th- i'm i thinking to myself now that it was probably because of that like um the way that it's pretty it's pretty rough like in the village that that's they get it you can hear it getting dragged from the piggery <laughs> oh, it's hard. squealing I don't through the village and then they're that. holding it down right yeah. and and it's and it's it's just how it's done in the modern village life right yeah, but yeah. it's not hunted it's Uh, but
1: so so i guess maybe that's why i couldn't do it because it's it just didn't feel right no you'd need to practice it you'd need to practice like the whole action and the whole like and even still so
4: i've got no relationship with the pig or i didn't go like you know for instance i'd i didn't invest any time or energy or research into like or effort to even find it and capture it or learn anything about it That's and, right. and here it is laid out on a block and just held down with a knife, yeah. you know yeah. oh, so I, I, things, what do they do Ble-
0: like cut it in the neck bleed it or something and then
4: oh, you cut it in the throat yeah and then you go straight for the larynx like really quickly as quickly as you can and chop that out and rip that out um and then and you'll drown, slice the belly and if it's a guy you take the genitals off and then, yeah, you, you cut the bell open and basically, like, pull the whole guts out from one slice. And how funny, I remember one time, it was, like, my first time. So I, I've helped prepare it and hold it, prepare it, and then you bathe it in hot water. To get the you, fur off. you skin yep. it and and all of that. And then you, you put it through a stake and whatnot. out. But I was holding the top. They'd cut out the larynx and I was holding down the top leg, the front legs, and they cut the base and we're doing the thing around the hind legs and then – um my cousins you know they've done it so many times before he's quite proud of how he can do whatever he has to clear it and he basically pull everything out in one go yeah um, and, but as you pull this whole thing out and I'm kind of like, eh, eh, like, this he pulls it out and all the air rushes in the belly and it just goes in your face. It just spits <laughs> all his blood into my,
0: into my <laughs> face. Oh, out yeah. of the, the hole
4: from the throat. <laughs> oh and,
0: shit. Yeah, then, yeah. yeah, everybody's laughing it was just It track. was like a lot of <laughs> juice. And,
3: yeah. yeah and, um, but
4: but yeah, I guess, um, yeah, I've always wanted to learn or I've always wanted to yeah, go out and, you know, experience yeah, what you're talking about it does appeal
1: to it's me. out there it's yeah. out there it's just waiting like it's you know the world out there it it's just out there whether you do it or not whether you experience it or not which is kind of crazy you know like there's a whole world that can change your whole perspective on life and it's just there and it doesn't give a fuck if you come in there or not you know you could go out there trip over and die it would not care yeah i think that's the coolest part you go out there and you survive and you come back with fruit, uh, you know, and it's it's pretty cool. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: So your relationship with meat goes a little further than that. You um you moved out of your gym, and to to, to pay to pay your bills, you started yeah. delivering meat. Well, Which so
1: so my whole plan—this is how naive I was. I was going to get out of the gym business and just like conveniently get into full-time videography. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, that was it I'll perfect like, transition that's what I'm going to do Yeah, I'm going to do that because you were doing that
4: at your gym quite well yeah and you're like this is the bit that I love I do this one well,
1: time well see the business model for the um, for the videography was it just it was very naive again my plan was to get 150 gyms and to be able to have everyone on a subscription mm-hmm. and I'd live happily ever after Right. Um, Horrible plan. Um, Just because it's a service business and a service business, you need that personal touch. You -hmm. know, every business is different. Their stories are different. So the content must be different. You know, Um, what, what we done was we got up to about 20 clients, which is pretty good. Um, But wow. Did the wheels fall off quick? You know, (laughs) too too much much work or too much work. Um, too much too many staff yeah too much like just communication errors um too many missed deadlines um just yeah, equipment problems just like just everything you could imagine that went wrong went wrong Shit. you know and it ended up with um i burnt out all my staff there were great people um great young talented people um they just like they just i did not sign up for this you know, for what you're paying me. (laughs) I did not sign up for this shit because I'm like, we can do this, you know. We're going to travel from here to Canberra. We're going to do a shoot, Then you know, like two days straight, you know, like living in a gym. And then we're going to edit by night and then we're going to travel back. (laughs) We're going to drive, you know, three hours back here, go to another shoot, edit that night. And then, (laughs) because my whole thing was, you know, like, What's this bullshit about waiting a week for your content? No, we're going to get it to With you the, the same day. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, like, like I've seen these wedding companies do it. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did not work at all. Um, so now I've gone full circle. Now I'm like, you know, servicing, you know, between one and five clients. And, you know, I take all the time I need. Like, I in, and I get to enjoy the relationship and every shoot, you know, it's just so much better. But as you're saying, um, economically, not enough to pay the bills. Yeah, <laughs> not enough to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like, so this goes back to me, um, you know, just always with this with a with a mental psyche that you need to be strong, you need to be ready for anything, and work ethic, work ethic, and all that. And sure enough, like, I, I actually put it out there into the ether that I said, I want to find a job that can get me hunt ready to climb mountains. So weighted walking um <laughs> that sort of stimulus. And sure enough, I got offered a job um driving a truck, delivering meat carcasses. <laughs> and I was like, fuck me. <laughs> like, yeah, how, how does that happen? You know? So um, but the thing was the guy that, um, offered it to me, he's like three times my size, this big Serbian dude, massive, you know, he's just a monster of a man. And, you know, he's famous for like poking holes in people with his index finger. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, gosh. Yeah. He's, he's, he's known for being able to like pierce your skin with his <laughs> index finger.
0: What the fuck do you do that yeah. to? How do you?
1: Like, it's just, his that. party tricks. It's just his myth. Jesus. so i so gonna be drunk, he and can, he, he would can say that. Like, he can flex his index finger like this, hit you, and draw blood. Oh, holy shit! And there'll be like a you know, like a paintball the sausage finger. There'll be like a paintball, gun oh, like a with a yeah. welt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. He can do that to people. I so, like his character. <laughs> yeah, to so, write him into my next script. So, <laughs> like me growing up, I've always um, said, you know what? Like, you need to do the opposite of what that little voice tells you. You know that little voice that says no, or that fears something. If he speaks up, do the opposite of that, and you should have a great life. And so I said, yes, I can do this job. Never drove a truck, never carried meat. You, did, you didn't have a truck? Trussle, oh, I had a truck homo. license, yeah, which is weird because I always wanted to join the fireys. Yeah, Um, but <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just like this cult that it's impossible to get into too. You know, yeah, is it must be that good that job. Um, I've tried like I think three years and yeah, every year they just full up straight away. And I think yeah. Right. yeah, it's really hard to get into. Um, so then I, I... You got this gig. I got this gig, um, yeah, carrying meat and...
2: Not knowing how to drive a truck,
1: I CBD,
2: double parking. There's oh, a, oh my gosh. There's a funny story, right?
1: <laughs> I, I think there was this one day that actually changed my life. And I'd been training for three weeks and I wasn't ready. I hadn't driven the truck. The boss was always driving the truck and we'd always just done everything like together. So I'd never experienced a full load myself, which is like you might double handle like seven tons a day. It's like 14 tons that you'll bring on and off. Like there's a lot of meat. It's a lot of weight, especially for like a little Asian bloke, you know. And there was this one day where... His wife was pregnant, and um, she was like, I think overdue by like a week. They were going to do a C-section, and he couldn't turn up to work. And it was a Monday, which is our busiest day, and he goes to me, "Look, I understand. You can go home, or you can come and pick up the truck from my house, and you can do this the, was your day." Yeah, and I said. Fuck! Do or die. <laughs> Do or die. That was
4: a blackmail. That was a question. Or I'm going to poke you in the chest with my finger. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, he's the nicest bloke though. Like he literally said, you can just go home. Turn around, just go home. That's fine, you know. Because there was something weird with the company. They were supposed to send a guy with me, but then he was fighting with the company, and then they pulled that guy, pulled the small truck, and then we just left high and dry. I turn up to work. There was no one there. Everyone, no one would look me in the eye you know it was like they were looking at a dead man that's that's how it was but that little voice in my head said don't fucking do this don't fucking do it you don't know how to you don't you don't know how to drive a truck you don't know what you're doing i said i'll do it <laughs> i'll take a, that challenge
2: and so like so you got to load the meat out of a freezer no into, into the truck it's,
1: or it's like or is it it's loaded? like a, a this place is like like a, a it's like a inside of a, a, a pool, a 30-metre, 50-metre pool, like an indoor cool room, and there's just rails everywhere. And, and you just, just m- car, m- like yeah. whole cows or quarters? Well, whole or? pigs, whole lambs, but um the cows, because they're so big, they can get up to like 300 kilo, They cut them into four pieces. So you get the four quarters and the hind quarters.
2: Yeah. And up to what, like 50 kilos each or something?
1: Yeah, the four quarters would be about 56 kilos, Jeez, and then the hind wide. quarters – which mm-hmm. where the, that's where the rumps are, the, the big hams and that, they'll be about 70 to 80 kilos. Oh, yeah. Jesus.
2: That's being awkward. Or,
1: but awkward, but super ergonomic. Like they're just covered with like nice muscle Little and fat. Handles. So yeah. Like if you, if you ever want to build like a gym equipment, <laughs> like that's it's actually pretty We've good. We've talked about that. We have talked, talked about it. Yeah. I really like that idea. Mm. It's a really <laughs> good, um, <laughs> because you throw it, throw it on. And like, if you get it right, it's just, it's perfect. You know, um, but that day, so like money wasn't the great at the time and I hadn't been paying my phone bill. Guess what happens? Telstra cuts off my data. So I've got like 20 shops that I can't Google map search.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> right?
3: Old school, like, man. How gross.
1: the,
4: how the fuck does school. that happen today?
1: You know, how? How, how does like, and then I kind of go, you know what? It had to happen today. It, yes, that's right.
4: It had to. You know, to be today. like the, this the was the rite is, of passage. You're right. after. This is. You yes. thought it was journey. You thought it was right, going right. to be in the hunting
1: plans, but it was right. Wasn't. <laughs> so everything, yeah, everything went wrong. Both my calves, blown, as well. By the end of that day, like halfway through the day, oh, they were oh pulling. My. They were like, they were like tweaking. Oh. As I'm walking, they're tweaking. So I had to go like feel the weight. I had to go on my heels up and down the ramp all day, and then like. You know, just like in those ugly CrossFit workouts, like drag you, yourself through you it. Just drag yourself through it, it and done. and yeah, I got it done. And no joke, I started at I think it was three a.m. I finished at eight p.m. in Surrey Hills, and I rang my wife, and she goes, "Are you fucking all right? You didn't you didn't answer your phone all day. I thought you're dead." <laughs> and I go, "I did it <laughs> myself," and I was <laughs> so happy, so exhausted, so happy. I couldn't walk, and. Seriously, that day changed my life. I knew that, you know, I could do something like that. And then from that day forward, it was still like a shit fight. Like for the next probably three months, I was getting immune issues, getting cut, having like pussy hands. Oh. From the the meat? Bacteria. Bacteria. Yeah, there's just all kinds of stuff like that. You don't
2: take that into consideration. Because probably little like spurs and-
1: well, shit all over them because the bandsaw cuts the the things um. we call them shark teeth mm. so the spine like there's actually like a, it looks like a shark tooth and it mm. sticks, out, sticks mm. out of the edge of the the spine Ugh. And, and that
2: mm. cut to you and then the gunk from the meat gets in there oh
1: yeah Oof. oh yeah mm. but and it's all cold it's all well. cold it's all yeah it's like yeah it's it's hard work it, it's it, it toughens you up you know it's, and if you've you kind of like cool. you've adapted to it now? Like I love it. Yeah. I love the people. I love everything about it now. Like, yeah, I, I kind of like it's come full circle. Like I spent six months thinking about when I was gonna quit. And now I I actually love seeing all the butchers and all the little communities that I, I come across. I'll get guys with you know the kebab bread? Mm. Like there's bags of kebab bread hey brother hey brother and they'll throw it outside of the window of the truck and I'll catch it and I'm like
3: hey you know and
1: there'll be like this little dog like on one of the runs I feed this guy his owner brings him to me and tells me how much he loves me and which like, is best friend yeah and like this, this little Pomeranian he won't eat any, any fresh meat except if it's from my truck it's crazy you know like little tiny things like that you just you just yeah so I'm in no rush to stop that and now like it's actually given me that that breathing room to be able to study and like, you know, really plan my next step properly, you know, and enjoy it. Yeah. That's the main thing. What's that next step? Well, so, you know, I do videography and, um, you know, like I'm not the greatest videographer. I, I taught everything myself. I wasn't classically trained. I'm a YouTube baby. Um,
0: You can see all of the promo videos from jungle brothers over the last four years. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, have all yeah. been um, shot and edited by Alan.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, if anyone wants to get into anything, seriously, YouTube that shit. And like, like all the information is out there. You just want to, if you want to change your life and do something, seriously, it's out there. You can do it. These guys are paying me. <laughs> 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 these guys are these Still guys paying are, you. And we've got a film background. I'm really impressed with your work. I think it's fantastic. Oh, thank you, bro. Yep. Thank you, bro. It's taken ages and like, I actually am um, only just starting to get, like, the whole lighting and being able to, like, edit lighting, audio. I never used to take any of that into account. Like I used to only care about transitions and music. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, now so it's good. audio quality. The last shoot that I did with DBB, right, which is um, Tiara's amazing um, wife. She's, she's a beast. Yeah, just she's say, good at she's, what she does. She's a beast. Yeah. Like, like she just had a baby and then bang, straight back into the shoots and pumping out content, yeah. changing lives. Um, so we just did a shoot where everything, like lighting wise and audio wise, that could go wrong went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I plugged, I plugged the um, receiver mic into the output of the camera. Oh, we've oh, all done that before. Yeah. And, and but
0: something blow up, or it just doesn't work. You didn't get any There's audio, no sound, nothing. So
1: no. you're recording off the camera. Yeah, right. And like, but the you can still see the levels. Like, you can still do a sound check, and the levels are still doing like the the interacting. Picking something up. They're picking something up. It's coming from the onboard mic. Just a little yeah, hole. yeah, yeah. Um, so I was actually able to save because um, Katie, Kat, Katty, which was the meditation expert, she was doing some drums, and I could actually. I actually like researched how to use like band equalizers to to filter out exactly what I needed from the drums and cuz as Tiara as he lives he lives behind a school <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the this. whole shoot as soon as we started the the, lunch, the lunch started <laughs> so screaming kids. kids throughout the whole thing oh. but yeah, I learned. I learned how to um, cut all that out, and like, and then,
2: then there would have been the new, um, our newborn baby waking <laughs> yeah. up wanting a feed. Yeah, yeah. No, he was awesome. Point.
1: He was awesome. He behaved himself, did he? He slept through Amazing. the whole thing. Oh wow! Yeah, it was like yeah. the yeah. It was, it was actually the Pilates section where he played up. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. How did we Talk get about onto that? Walk, working <S laughs> under, under pressure? We're talking
2: about your the, where your study's going and just this this. this working on the future
1: yeah so okay so there's too many videographers out there these days they're charging next to nothing and um, classically trained filmmakers hate us Um, (laughs) you know (laughs) like and you know I would hate me too because yeah but so I started um, studying and researching and just finding out what people actually do these days um, if they want to actually make some money um, doing filmmaking and videography if you're not classically trained So all the smart guys now are actually learning how to distribute um, your content. So if I make you a video, I don't know know how it performs. Like you pay me a thousand bucks and I have no idea how it performed. You could tell me I love it, but if it earns you nothing, then it means nothing, right? But now with my next level of where I'm going to take my company, Push to Shove Media, we're going to be able to create your video And then take your advertising budget and then manage the actual distribution, whether it be YouTube, Facebook, Google, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. um,
2: Oh, one-stop shop. Whatever you need, yeah. like that.
1: And, you know, like with all service businesses, it's going to be so personalized that, you know, like there's going to be enough work for everybody because one guy can only do between five to ten clients. There's no way that you could put that much love and passion and – and understanding of somebody's business and creation, you know, to get that message right, to get everything like, you know, so that. When are you going to start doing, when will you pull the trigger on that? Well, we just had our first um, discovery meeting today and um, we're drawing the whole proposal. tomorrow.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll start tomorrow full-time at Jungle Brothers. (laughs) I was going to tell accounts department about it on Monday
2: morning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's looking at me. Yeah. (laughs) So that's an exciting.
2: That's idea. amazing.
0: Yeah. And it makes perfect sense.
2: It makes perfect it's sense. Great. right? So yeah.
1: I, like I, I hate being able to do something and, and not have like a, a way of saying, you know what, I was the cause of those mm. results. Yeah. And, and that's really important data that's for important, you. Because right. then for the
2: next job, there's more chance of that being successful because you know, you know. That's exactly shooting, right. And
1: works. then all of a sudden pricing is easy. It's like, how much money can I make for you? I will charge a certain amount. Not like, um, I think I'm going to charge you $3,000 just because, just because, you Because I've been doing this a while
0: now right. and that sounds yeah. about right.
1: And you know what? Like in the past, like I actually have had to say, oh, um, I think I've spent that much time. But what happens if you do it, if you get faster or something? No, I value my, like, shouldn't I be able to charge the same? But then you can't. Whereas now I'm saying I'm making you $10,000 a month. So I'm going to charge you X amount, you know. And that's how it should be. I think.
0: I think the um, uh, the appeal for us working with you has always been that you are self-taught, and so you don't follow the conventional rules or like pathways that uh, uh, you know a standard videographer would. Standard procedures, standard methods of Traditional pricing. Traditional
4: filmmakers.
0: Yeah, but even but even the standard videographer that's like yes. you know that you might find and. I don't know where the fuck you'd find them you know but it's like i was just like whatever it is i can do it you know i can even if i don't know it now i'll do i'll say yes and then i'll figure it out and i think that's kind of similar to how we've always run our business right we're just like can do positive attitude look at the bright side have confidence that you'll figure out how to do the thing and so you just take the opportunities and you and you, you know you move forward uh, and i think back to like how all of the process of working with you it's always enjoyable and it's always very easy and I think that that's kind of what it is, right? That you're just like, nothing's an issue for you, which that's is yeah. all your attitude. And well, you
2: understand our industry. I mean, obviously you're a gym owner and you train and you have a similar um, uh, curiosity into new styles of training and movement and a, and a, and a standard, um, which I think uh, is really important. And you don't get that with the standard video, videographer, no. like an actual connection with the, with the brand. Yeah, so I think that's been really important as well.
1: Well, that's the name, you know, push to shove media, right? Like, just I love to push, push the limits. Just, uh, just, you know, like scare me a little bit, please. You know, like I want to, I want to have a little bit of, oh no, what are they going to ask? Yes, okay. And the same thing, the little voice is like, oh man, you can't do this, you know. Like, you know, the Christmas party, I had like back to back shoots and full time work, and then camps booked all around it, but. It was like a hell hell yeah you know like you just gotta you gotta be in it and i know that was one of the best experiences last year <laughs> we said just to al
0: like dude it's the weekend before christmas we're having an a huge christmas party we're camping out in the bush it's a two-day event um i'm sure you're real busy but we want you to come there and, f- and video the whole thing for us and i was like i'm in and you turned up with your fucking war truck the hunting vehicle <laughs> and your son yep and, like, not only did you video it and, like, go around and, like, you know, um, like, you, you photographed a bunch of stuff, you videoed a bunch of stuff, but you also brought, like, a bunch of meat and you were cooking <laughs> ribeye steaks on Ooh, an open yeah. fire and cutting it up with a hunting knife and feeding it to people. Wood.
3: Yes, And, wood, like, wood when,
0: t- when we woke up hungover <laughs> as fuck on the morning after the main event, T and I walked up and you had back of your would open, or the back of the truck, and you were cooking up um, like marinated chicken skewers oh, with yeah. pita pockets and chili sauce. <laughs> yes, and we just sat there and ate your food for a while, and you had like fresh beers. nice like, yes. like you just, you know what I mean. It's like not only did you come and do the work, but you were also like actively engaged and enjoyed the whole thing, which is just like multiple layers of of awesomeness.
1: It's it's that moment, like you guys created a moment, and I was like. I wanted to be a part of that moment, you know, part of that. Cause you know, as you're saying, like when we're all busy and when we're like on, on set, we're doing a shoot, you guys are flat out, I'm flat out and we, we don't hang. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? That might be one of the first times. And seriously, like in five years, I think that was the first time we hung out. <laughs> we got to hang a little bit. I just ate your
0: food and drank your beers.
1: <laughs> you were cooking away. Yeah. Yeah. It only took five years. Yeah, yeah.
0: Provider. Yeah, bro. Mate. Mate, um, the, where can people find you? Where, where's, where's the best place to get in touch and find out more about what you do? And,
1: um, so my personal page is at Alan Chan underscore double XL. And then, um, the video page. Yeah. The video page is, um, at push to shove media
0: at push to shove media.
1: At push to shove media.
0: Are you currently taking on clients? Are you
1: looking for people? I would say no, not at the moment. Like, I've, I'm actually like servicing you guys, um, DBB and a couple more, and like that's four. Uh, I maybe you have room for one. BJJ. you do stuff with that exactly, as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I will be once I start. Once I get the next formulation, like once I have that added um, a part of being able to distribute advertising and marketing. Once I get that, I will be looking for new clients. But um, at the moment, oh. I love that the, the, the books are filled I are love filled, that yeah, the yeah, people
0: yeah. out there are like but I want to sign up now yeah. I love it there's scarcity
1: yeah and plus it's deer season <laughs> 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 like April I'm, yeah don't get me in April There's the March April yeah I'm I'm on whistle, bush. I'm, on I'm, bush. I'm, uh, I'm bugling to, to the box
0: Fuck. Good luck, man. Thank you, uh, thank you for coming on today. Mm. Oh, today
1: was awesome. Oh, thanks, bro. Right? It, awesome. Mate, it would
0: be a pleasure to have you on again and, and pick up the, uh, the massive chunks of the story that we didn't get to touch on today.
1: Hell yeah. Cool.
0: Hell yeah. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, thanks Panavore Coffee, <laughs> for, uh, for providing the brew we're drinking today. Get at them. If you haven't been to Panavoy yet, go check them out. Ask for Tree. Tell them you want the chili sauce on the side experience what they got going on um guys if you like that episode please share it with a friend take a screenshot of it post it on your instagram tag us tag alan um it just helps to support the show we hit two and a half thousand downloads recently in a month um we're on the climb and so all of the support from you guys really helps that and the cool thing is is that as the show gets more traction we can continue to get um more epic guests and give more time to it and and sort of, you know, figure out our intro music and just make it all together a little bit more of a polished product. So thank you. Hit
3: us up if you need any help, junglebrothers.com and we'll catch you guys next week. See you.